Hello, friends. It is Saturday. I have no intention of recording podcasts um, on Saturday going forward. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. But today's Saturday. It's New Year's Eve. And wow, uh, I'm usually super excited about the new year because I love setting goals, writing things down on paper. I love reflecting. I reflect way too much. I'll be driving in the car just like thinking about the whole story of my life. That's just how I am. But this year, it just felt so different. Like I feel so exhausted and stressed at the thought about thinking forward to next year. And I think that is so normal. And it can be so hard to go online and see everybody sharing their like hopes and dreams and goals and I'm going to do this and I want to achieve that. And it can feel like, what the heck am I doing with my life? Like, I don't even know what direction I'm walking in, let alone the nine bullet pointed things that I want to achieve in the new year. And can I just say that is so normal? I feel like in past years, I have just scraped the bottom of the barrel to to just force myself into these like big, huge, you know, shifts. I, and, they're, and they were always around my career because my career has consumed my life forever. And you know what? That's probably an episode on its own. My addiction to my career and work. And how work has just defined me my whole life. But like I said, I could probably save that for a whole nother episode. Today, I just want to talk about how we set our intentions for the new year. And that we don't need to put pressure on ourselves. I dug up a letter this morning. I wrote it in October of 2019 to myself. Pretty sure I wrote it on a plane. Because I used to travel a ton for work when I worked for corporate. Um, I would be on a flight going here, there, wherever, visiting customers, going to conferences, attending meetings. And that plane time was always my like, read a good self-help book, get motivated about my life, reflect, think, write, like you're stuck on a plane. There's nothing else you could do. Um, now (laughs) we have a toddler and sometimes we travel with her. So that is no longer my experience on a plane. Um, In fact, we are getting ready to take a family vacation in a little over a week, like a week and a half. And we are flying many hours with our toddler and I am dreading it. I'm losing sleep over, like I'm losing sleep over this. Like this is not going to be a fun time like an 18 month old, all they want to do is like climb and walk around and yell and who knows what. So unfortunately, my days of having self-reflection and journaling and study time on a flight are probably over. (sighs) Especially because I really try to keep my work now concentrated in the city of Indianapolis where we live. That was a complete tangent about time on airplanes. But back to this letter. I'm pretty sure I wrote it on an airplane. Cannot remember for the life of me what book 
like prompted this writing because I have read so many self-help books. It's probably disgusting. Anyways, it was from a book. Can't tell you which one at the moment. If it comes to me, I'll put it in the show notes. And the prompt basically said, you know, what do you, what do you want to tell your 100 year old self? Shove half a grilled cheese sandwich into my mouth. Um, If you have toddlers, you understand. I had asked Andrew, I said, hey, can you just make me a grilled cheese? But I was up in my office recording this and then um, realized the audio is crap in there. So I moved to our bedroom, which is, again, this is a hot mess, okay? I'm going to do better in the future. Uh, And then I realized when I was getting ready to tell you the writing prompt, um, my notes were also in my office. So anyways, I took a break, grabbed my notes and shoved a grilled cheese sandwich in my mouth. And now, now we're here. Now we're back. So the writing prompt said, dear current self from your hundred plus year old self. And the prompt was, I would like you to know that dot, dot, dot. I would love you to let go of dot, dot, dot. I would love you to start, dot, dot, dot. I would love you to remember. So there's four prompts. And in the letter you write to yourself, you're supposed to use those four prompts. Okay, I cannot eat while I'm podcasting, apparently. You know, learning curves. Because now I feel like I'm burping up grilled cheese. Like, at least you can't see me. But I, like, also don't need you to hear that for any reason whatsoever. Anyways, back to this letter. I wrote it on a plane, super personal, but I kind of want to read it to you because holy cow, this letter, I look back on this letter all the time and I cannot believe I wrote this over three years ago. Like, it is crazy. It is still so relevant and such a good reminder. And I really, really hope that you write one. You might be driving right now. You might be running around chasing your toddler with your AirPods in. I don't know what you're doing. You might be working, listening to this in the background, but please save this, save this writing prompt. Find, find yourself a little cozy spot, get a cup of tea, a coffee, you know, whatever, whatever tickles your fancy and do this activity because holy cow, so powerful to look back and read this to myself year after year. So I'm going to read you the letter. I feel really vulnerable here, but I then want to share with you like how much in this letter, not only is it, it's the same thing I need to tell myself today, but also to look back and say, hey, all those things you were wishing for three years ago, they happened and you still feel that nagging need for more that you felt three years ago when you wrote it. It's crazy. If that's not perspective, I don't know what is. Okay, so the letter. I said, Dearest Miranda, I would like you to know that all the stress you feel today, the crazy clients, the financial weight, the unknown about where you are going next, it won't matter at all. In fact, all these minor details are just that, minor. The things that really matter are already yours. A loving family, a roof over your head, an incredible husband, food in your belly, specifically at this moment of grilled cheese, and a powerful, wonderful God that always had an incredible plan for you. 
one uniquely designed for your skills, abilities, and talents, one that will allow you to contribute to the world in the most powerful way. Again, cannot read my handwriting. Let go of the fear, the stress, just dive in. I want you to know that you are beyond capable of anything you set your mind to. I've seen you accomplish impossible, difficult things time and time again. And this current battle with your career will be no different. You will climb that mountain and it will be worth all the struggles and setbacks. Take time to be proud, to celebrate where you are and look back on how far you've come. I would love you to start making more time and space for prayer and meditation. I would love for you to dive deeper into your relationship with Christ. You don't know it yet, but this is where the fulfillment lies that you've been looking for. You are not going to find it anywhere else. Not in a career, a child, a relationship, a degree, a bigger house, a fuller bank account. I just want to pause right there from reading this letter because looking back all of those things that I just listed I now have okay I have a child now I have an amazing husband I have multiple degrees I do have a bigger house definitely a fuller bank account and yet I feel exactly the same as this girl who wrote this letter three years ago All those things changed, but when I read this, I am still her. Let go of the notion so you can celebrate all that has been given to you. You are lucky. You are privileged. You are chosen. Chosen to do so much more than pay bills and die. Those student loans you want to pay off, you will. That credit card debt you want to pay off, you will. That job you want to quit, you will. That house you want to buy, you will. We did pay off my student loans. We did pay off our credit card debt. I could do a whole podcast just on those two things and how emotionally tolling that time was and what we had to do to climb out of it. But we did it and we did it together. The job. I mean, I have wrote in my journals for probably seven years that I wanted to leave corporate. I did it. In January of 2022, I walked away. I quit that job that I had been dying to quit. We are in our dream house and it was a complete fluke. It was not planned. We had just bought a different house. Like we are in our dream house. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that because as soon as you obtain that thing that feels like a dream, it's like you see all the flaws in it. Like one time I compared your house to like a relationship. You seek it, you seek it, you chase it, you get in the relationship And then all of a sudden, the glitz and glam fades away, you're out of the honeymoon stage, and you realize, holy cow, like, this love and relationship takes a lot of maintenance. Oh, wait, and my partner isn't perfect? Like, what? You know, when we went on those three dates, like, seemed pretty perfect to me. Anyways, buying a house can be, like, the same exact way. Like, this was my dream house. The house we live in, I drove by it for years just dying over it, just drooling over it. Like it was a dream. The first time I walked through it when we were doing a showing with our realtor, I was like, this is my dream house. And we got it. We bought it. And quickly afterwards, like maybe one year, I think I lasted like one 
no, it was like one and a half years before I started thinking like, oh my gosh, like there's so many things I would change. There's so many better houses out there that need so much less work and like the maintenance and the money that we are pouring into this house just to have electricity. Like that's, that's not a joke. Like we literally lost electricity and had to like replace the entire box on the outside of our house just so our electricity would work. I, we do that with so many things in life. It's like this shiny, exciting object and then we get it and we get in there and all of a sudden it's not so shiny anymore. And everything in life has, has felt that way. Okay, back to the letter. Let's, let's finish this thing. You will do all that, but first you must know that these things are not the answers to happiness or contentment. In fact, acquired with the wrong intentions, they may, may bring just the opposite. Look at the big picture. Look beyond the days at your desk, the days dealing with an annoying boss and demanding clients. There's a better way waiting for you. In fact, it's already there. It's been there. It's been forming. It's just time for you to step into it. Embrace it. Go all in. You have figured it out before and you will figure it out again. There's nothing stopping you but yourself. No one is going to stop loving you or leave you because you decided to chase your dreams, to quit your job and grow a business. This is it. You can do it. Believe in yourself, but more importantly in God. He will give you everything you need on your journey. Every gift comes from above and it's time you start seeing your life as a gift. Like what? I need to just read this letter every single day and remind myself that the world is going to make you want. The world is going to tell you you need more, you need better, you need the new shiny thing. You don't. You really don't. And this is just me preaching to myself. Wow, I just bring that letter to the forefront as I go into the new year and I'm admitting to myself that I am tired. I am so tired of going 3,000 miles per hour on things that when I stop and give myself time to think and reflect, like maybe they don't even matter. It's like if we're pushing aside the number one thing we value. And for me in my life, that is my family. That is my husband, my daughter, my close family. That's everything to me. They are everything to me. They come first. How is that showing up on my calendar? How is that showing up in what I do from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep? How is that showing up in you know, where I spend my time. I mean, looking at your calendar is so powerful. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and she encouraged everybody to go back and do like a calendar review. Like look at your calendar for the previous year and see how you spent your time. You can do the same exact thing with your bank account statements. <laughs> I've already done this this year for tax purposes. My accountant made me go through my entire 2022 checking account, everything Andrew and I spent money on for the whole year. 
obviously I was just like highlighting. I, I went in there with the intention of, okay, I'm, I'm just highlighting business expenses that need to be captured in our accounting software. And honestly, it kind of turned into this really weird like trip down memory lane. And it was just so easy to see what we prioritized with our money in the past year. It was kind of cool because I could see, oh, like this is when we went to Florida. Like I saw all the like Florida charges. I was like, this is when we went to Disney with the family, you know, oh, we went out to eat at that really great seafood restaurant. Like it was kind of fun just reliving those memories. Um, but it was also super interesting because you could just see how, how much my priorities had shifted by what my bank account statements looked like. Um, same thing for your calendar. Like if you go back through and you're like, wow, like I spent, you know, 60 hours a week at work and I see no social activities on this calendar for the previous year. And for me, that's kind of how it was. This was my first full year being fully self-employed in the wedding industry. And I had no idea the impact it would have on me of not having a weekend for three months straight. I specifically remember being at a wedding and my friends all going down to Brown County on like a little couple's day date. They were hitting up wineries, seeing the sights. My husband got childcare so that he could like bust his butt, drive down there, join them. Meanwhile, I was at work. I also felt guilty because usually like we would just get a sitter and my husband and I would go with our friends and enjoy that wonderful day of having quality adult time, which is so important and must be prioritized. But here I am being a weekend working mom, leaving my husband to watch our daughter all weekend long by himself with no help, which I know moms do that all the time. And in our case, like my husband does it all the time. And so I felt really guilty, felt like crap. And then I was also just deeply sad and depressed, so much so that I went in the closet at the wedding and cried. Yep had a few had a few good cries at work this past year. You know, there were a couple of things that were just a lot going on personally and weddings emotions run high. Like, man, that is some deep shit. It will pull out the best and worst of you. And that specific wedding, I just remember like feeling so burnt out, so left out. Like I had no life outside of work and at the end of it, like my marriage was struggling because of it. I hadn't seen my friends in months. Like my attitude was crappy at home. Like my calendar was way too full of work. And so looking back on all of that, you can see where I spent time and money on things that were super important that supported our number one values as a family. And then you can see where that was absolutely not the case. And I love that because I can look forward to next year and think about what can I do to make sure that doesn't play out again? 
Or on the other hand, what can I do to make sure we still invest in those things that were super important, whether it's investing time or money? Like one thing was every Tuesday night for the past almost year, Andrew and I have been going on a date. Yeah, I know. Some people think that is absolutely insane. We go on a date every week. And in those busy seasons, that was literally a lifesaver. Like that was like the only day of the week I looked forward to. Um, but you can see that on our calendars and on our bank statements because, well, your girl likes to eat at some nice restaurants. Um, (laughs) and before I decided to go sober, which is a whole another episode in its own that I want to do, and those, those eating out bills with drinks, holy crap, we were spending so much money per week. We've definitely adjusted to still go on a date every week, but make it more budget friendly. Like that's what we're doing going forward for 2023. Like we got to, we got to rein it in a little bit. Like we still need the time together, but holy crap, we don't need to be spending like $250 to go out to dinner on a Tuesday. As I think about 2023, I don't know what just happened downstairs, but I just heard a big crash and a no from my husband. Don't know what the toddler is doing, but As I think about 2023, I don't want to make any big crazy goals like grow my business by 70% or this or that or buy a new house. Note to self, I am never recording a podcast ever again on a Saturday. I've got a toddler on my lap. I've got a husband trying to take a shower. (laughs) And then there's me. Just trying to finish this podcast because the new year is coming and this is timely and relevant. Ah, oh, naked. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I said, husband trying to take a shower, baby announcing it by saying naked. (laughs) Thank God this podcast isn't also on video. Okay. Back to 2023 intentions, goal setting, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, I don't want anything crazy. I don't want anything high pressure. I just made a couple simple notes in my phone about how I want to feel in this new year and what are some things I can do to give myself that feeling. I broke my little 2023 visions into three different sections. The first one was lifestyle and I I am such a firm believer in things being a lifestyle versus like a diet or a workout plan. Like, no, it just has to become part of your lifestyle. And for me, my number one was to move my body daily. Doesn't have to be crazy. It does not need to be a full-blown CrossFit workout. It could literally be, I may or may not have just told the dog to shut up. Sorry if kids are listening kids I would just yeah I'm sorry because my 18 month old just said shut up which she's never said before and now she has her mom to blame for that so anyways the the move my body daily it does not need to be a full-blown CrossFit workout it can be a quick at home looked it up on Pinterest workout that I do in my bedroom before I jump in the shower that's that's what I've been doing the past few weeks when it's been one degree outside because our CrossFit gym is in our garage, which has no heat. And that's just a no thank you for me. 
I may or may not have completely went out on a limb and totally splurged yesterday and bought a Peloton. I don't know if I'm proud of it yet. I'm actually a little embarrassed by it. But it's coming. It's coming next Friday and getting delivered and set up. I'm going to put it in our bedroom. I, yep, I am becoming that middle-aged woman with the exer- exercise bike in her bedroom that's going to be a clothes rack. That's not going to happen. I paid a lot of money for this. I'm very committed to moving my body daily, and that is a great way to do it inside. <clears throat> also, my husband, who is the budget keeper, he will go for anything that is fitness-related. So wasn't wasn't a hard sell to the budget boy. That's the new nickname I have gave him recently because he said we need to go on a strict budget next year. And so he is now budget boy. Another thing that I want to do is journal daily. Again, it doesn't need to be a full notebook page. It could be like four sentences just about what I'm feeling and what I want to write in that moment. Meditation, scripture, prayer, daily. Doesn't need to be all three. Just something spiritual where I can connect and listen, quiet everything in my surroundings, everything external, and just listen and pray. My number four was standing firm in my boundaries. And then my next section is on my boundaries and what those look like. Uh, I talked about my calendar and how terrible it was last year. And this year, I want to have one weekend off per month. I can work three weddings in one weekend. That's fine. But I need one weekend off per month because I need to spend time with my family. I need to socialize with our friends. Like all of our kids are growing up so fast and it's so fun. We get to do this parenting thing all together. But like I want to be a part of that. Like some of my friends' kids are, they're like my kids too. And I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss it. You just blink and they just grow. So yeah, I have my list of boundaries. That was the first one. I am not going to work on my days off. Last year, every single quote unquote day off, I did some kind of work, whether it was stuffing envelopes or answering an email or taking vendor phone calls. I worked every, every single day. And my last boundary is to not text my clients. That is a policy we have. And sometimes it just happens and I just text back and that creates a problem and that's my own fault for not setting that boundary. I really need to take my personal cell phone number off of my business materials and create a business phone number. Put Someone put that on my to-do list, okay? Yeah, like my magical assistant, can you put that on my to-do list? Oh wait, that's me. Not only am I the boss, but I am every other thing that needs to happen in an office. Then my very last section of what I wrote down was three goals. One of them was to start a podcast. So here I am doing the dang thing. Something else that I haven't talked about, but I want to talk about in a full episode is that I am going to, cannot believe I'm putting this out into the universe. I am going to apply to go back to school and we can talk about that more later. And my other goal was to volunteer at church because I have serious guilt around dropping my kid off in the nursery and going to service. And, you know, people can say, don't feel guilty this, that. 
No, guilt to me is sometimes a conviction. Um, it's like, yeah, you feel guilty because you're dropping your kid off and you know you should be volunteering. I'm not, it's not, a, it's not even about guilt. It's, it's about a sign saying I should be giving back what I'm receiving. And not because I'm receiving it. I should just give out of the goodness of my heart, which I seem to do in lots of other aspects of my life, but I have never really gotten involved with volunteering at the church. So that's on my list of something I want to do regularly. And that's it. Like I said, nothing fancy, nothing crazy. Um, A lot of these lifestyle changes are things that I kind of already do. I just want to make them more of a regular practice. Otherwise, I would not be like throwing like three, four daily things at myself and expecting myself to just magically do them every day. They're all things that I am doing. I'm just not doing them as consistently as I would like to be. So I feel like that should be a cautionary tale as we go into the new year is do not overwhelm yourself. Like if you're not exercising at all, I would not recommend putting on your list for 2023 that you are going to exercise daily. And mind you, my list does not say exercise daily. It says move my body daily. So that means if I take a walk with my daughter in her wagon to the park, I moved my body. I walked like I went for a walk that counts. Like I said, doesn't have to be a CrossFit workout. But like if you are, say this was me in my previous life, say you are someone who sits at a computer nine plus hours a day working away and like you rarely move your body. It's like you wake up, you got to get the kids in the car, you got to get them to daycare, you got to get to your office, you sit there all day long eating your crappy boxed lunch or your takeout that you have to get because you only have 20 minutes till your next meeting and then you get home and it's like you got to pick up the kids then you drive home you got all hands on deck you're trying to cook dinner make sure everybody's fed bathed packed for school tomorrow then you got to do the whole damn bedtime routine which is like a whole freaking thing like let's we should put that on our calendars because that takes like an hour like you got to feed them you got to bathe them. You got to read the book. You got to do the sleep sack. Like that needs to go on the calendar. It's such an event every single night. I don't know when that goes away, but like I keep thinking about having another kid and how we're going to have to like go through all these phases again. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's so sweet. It's so fun. I love my daughter at this age, but like now we got to do it again if we have another kid. If that is like way too far out for you like be realistic like say move your body three days a week like that's that's where I started when I was trying to get back into working out after having a baby like I didn't want to commit five days a week and be like oh well you failed again this week no it was like three days a week three days a week it could be any day just get it done don't overextend yourself and then make yourself feel like crap okay Okay. And with that, I think um, my husband is now out of the shower and I'm in our room. So I think he's trying not to come in here and awkwardly get dressed while I'm trying to finish this podcast. But we are going to a New Year's Eve. I'll call this a kid's party. Okay. Um, We're going to be home by 8 p.m. with a cranky baby. Um, after spending multiple hours with 
many small children. Like we all now have children. And then my friends, family, they have a bunch of kiddos and we're all getting them together tonight. Like it's the most draining thing you could ever imagine. So we're currently gearing up for that. Gonna grab my non-alcoholic, alcoholic, oh my gosh. There's a reason I can't say that word. This is why I'm sober, guys. Um, Gonna grab my non-alcoholic wine and some champagne. That's for our friends, not me, but like it's New Year's and my brother left champagne here from over Christmas. So gonna take that to the party and pop some bottles and be in bed by nine. Yeah. So that's what I have for you as you start this next chapter, this new year. Ease into it with prioritizing your values and then yeah, reflect that in your schedule, in your finances. Okay, that's all I got. Bye-bye.